For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Have you ever uploaded a video to YouTube and later on realized there's a mistake or something changed? Well, in the past, we basically had to delete the video, lose all our views, lose all of our analytics, but now YouTube is giving us a way to add corrections to our videos. We'll talk about that today. Also, there is a new way in analytics for you to see which part of YouTube is actually fueling your growth. Is it the lives? Is it the shorts? Is it, there's so many parts to YouTube now, right? And some YouTube ads updates where now YouTube is doing some things even better than TV ads more than before and borrowing some things from TV, but doing those better as well. And we're going to talk about all of those today on the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard. And I'm your host. And this is where we break down all things social media to make sure you stay up to date as a marketer. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. I'm joined today by a special guest, Diana Gladney. She is a YouTube expert and also helps entrepreneurs with their video creation process. She has a very popular YouTube channel that does that as well. And she's the host of the Video Simplified podcast. Hi, Diana. Well, hello, Jerry Potter. Good to see you. Of course, when you did the Harry Potter thing, it just automatically sets off some bells and whistles there. <laughs> I just bring it up because I can't avoid it anymore. So yeah, I it's all you. good. So it's been frustrating if you release a video on YouTube and then something changes maybe out of your control. But now YouTube is giving us a new way to sort of add corrections or updates to our videos. How's that working? Yeah, so this is very interesting and honestly kind of brings back some of the YouTube of old where we used to have like annotations and things like that that would be clickable or at least it would be like a pop up on screen. But now they have it where it's kind of coming up as its own information card that literally is better at giving information now instead of maybe just linking to a product or linking to a video or something that you're mentioning. Well, now it's a different kind of information card, if you will, that will say specifically at the point of reference that maybe it was a mistake or something has changed, that it's a correction and it pops up like an information card so that now you can know that this has been fixed, updated or the like. I like the fact that it actually says correction because that's a very attention grabbing word, right? Mm -hmm. Like it could have said FYI or something a little bit more passive. And why is it that they won't let us just take a video and replace it with another one and keep all of our analytics, do you think? Because cheating. It's cheating. <laughs> YouTube knows that like there's always a better way to do the video, but I would imagine that they want it to stand on its own two legs. And then obviously I think there's some security measures there. For those of us that don't have intentions of doing anything negative on the platform. I think that this ability at least adds something in there would be helpful, but swapping the whole video out, then you could add in those things that maybe people are asking about and honestly make the video longer. But it's kind of like switching a product, say this is what it's advertised for, but you're going to get something different and swapping it. So it's kind of the same thing. It's just as content instead. 
Yeah, it's a little bit of bait and switch. Mm -hmm. And every time somebody asks me, why can't we do this? And it's kind of like, well, because some people would ruin it. They ruin it for the rest of us. And that's the reason right there. So, all right, up next, there is a new update for YouTube Studio Analytics. It's really going to give us a better idea of how we are growing and what the most important part of it is, whether it's lives or shorts or anything like that. Just when you thought YouTube couldn't give us any more information, they are doing that. But just before we jump into that, I did want to bring up a lot of people have been asking about the crypto business conference that is coming up here soon. And why is Social Media Examiner all over this. Like, this is social media. What, what's going on here? And the best way that I heard it described from uh, Michael Stelzner was basically, this is the next iteration of the internet. So Web 1.0, or the original internet, was images and text. And you know, do you remember the Netscape browser? Well, that was the beginning. And Web 2.0 was when we had video calls and social media peer-to-peer stuff. Well, Web 3.0 is the next thing. And this is what's going to sort of take some of the power back from all of the big companies that control most of the internet. And that's why Social Media Examiner is all over this. So if you love knowing about the newest and the latest things, and if you're watching or listening to this right now, you probably do, just take 60 seconds to go check it out. And you can go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC 2022. Okay. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC 2022 and get all of the information there. So next we're talking all about YouTube studio analytics and Diana, tell us what they've added here to help us figure out a little bit more about how we're growing on YouTube. Okay. So to give a little bit of a backstory here is that usually with all these new iterations of content, when they redid live streaming, when you have your regular video and that changed from what YouTube used to be to YouTube now studio. And now we have shorts. Well, this is a lot of different types of content that result in a lot of different ways that our viewers are engaging with that content. And specifically to this aim with shorts being introduced, it would compete against your regular videos in a way to say, well, you're only getting 20% of people watching that video when that literally may be two seconds of a video. And that's competing with something that you really did like a lot of research for to rank the video and all this other stuff. So shorts and live streams and your regular videos were kind of competing. So now we have this content tab that splits these analytics into these little chiclets, as I like to call them. But you'll see these little, <laughs> little tabs now in the studio. They've condensed it down. So if you're only making recorded videos, that's the kind of analytics that you're going to get. And if you're now making shorts content, which I would highly advise that creators and marketers do, you'll now get the analytics separated from that in the live streams. And then there's a way to obviously see uh, the condensed version, which those of us that are experimenting with all these different content types, we're very grateful because it was very hectic to try to siphon out what is what when you're looking at everything in the back office, if you will. It's interesting what you brought up about, you know, that two second view and, you know, was that worth anything? Because one of the things I love about YouTube compared to Facebook, for example, like a face, a view on Facebook is still three seconds. Yep. And so it's a great ego number, but on YouTube with it being 30 seconds, it's always felt like, okay, that was, they at least gave it a little something, you know, they, they gave mm-hmm. it some attention and now with shorts, yeah, we're kind of back to that two, three second thing. And it's like, does this really matter? So for sure, that's really great to see. And I think that's going to be a, a great tool. So have you already started watching that on your channel as you're comparing? your shorts and videos? Yeah, instantly when that updated, because that was the biggest hang up for anybody that was getting into shorts content is, especially when you look at that top 10 metrics to see like what are your people engaging with more versus others and you're trying to, you know, make educated decisions. Well, when you have shorts, yeah, they silo those out so you get your own top 10 for that. It still didn't help when you're looking at analytics or comparing videos. So it absolutely helped. And I'm glad that they 
didn't wait on that getting updated to everyone. So it's been super helpful and honestly, very stress relieving, just knowing exactly what you're looking at without having to do a bunch of deciphering stuff. Do you feel like we've definitely gotten to the point where shorts are going to be around for a long time now that they're adding this? Yeah, I think analytically, though, we still have some things to address, which I think they announced at like VidCon when it comes to the analytics, because that's interrupting people's viewing behavior. So if you look at in the analytics, where are your people coming from or what are other pieces of content that they watch? It may be a reel of can't believe this fell off of a bridge and this happened next. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with golf. If that's what your channel is about, it has nothing to do with social media marketing or Facebook ad. And so it's become very weird. And now that we're getting this segmentation, this is something that if you watch analytics and again, especially for marketers, this is like a godsend because we need that stuff siloed out. Yeah, that's a great perspective. So speaking of shorts, we've got new ad placements coming to shorts, some shopping features. Tell us about some of the new stuff that's rolling out now. Yeah. So when it comes to shorts, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to implement this, but I would imagine they're going to kind of lean into some of the ways that maybe TikTok and even Reels on Instagram is approaching this, which is it may be a little banner or it may be a dedicated video that's in the midst of you scrolling because it's very magnetic, if you will. So when you scroll up or down in the shorts kind of a viewing experience, you're literally just going from one video to the next. You'd have to swipe like to your right to get out of that experience. So it's got to fit somewhere in the in-between how they're going to implement that. I'm not exactly sure, but they are looking at introducing some ads in that shorts experience. And that's the peculiar part is you were describing sort of the way attention will go from something falling off a bridge to a golf video. And with, you know, the search videos, the ones that people found in search, obviously they already know that person's intention. So they know what kind of ad, not that Google doesn't know everything about us already, but right. <laughs> a much better job of doing those. And I will mention really quick too, now that they are monetizing the shorts, I did go on my channel. You can go back and you can turn on monetization for any shorts you've already put out if you didn't use any third party or copywritten music. Mm. So just something to kind of keep in mind for the future too, for marketers that rely on that monetization for themselves or their clients. And talk about some of these new shopping tools with live streams. And it's, it's almost like the TV infomercial is coming fully to life in a new, better way on YouTube now. Oh, yes. And we know that this is in direct competition to Amazon Live, which is very focused on their influence, Amazon influencer program and the like. And it's the funniest thing because YouTube is supposed to be dominant in video and they haven't been in this particular area. So people are taking their same YouTube studios and applying that to Amazon. Well, they want to bring that attention back now. So you can do collaborations or like shares. I can't remember the exact language uh, for what they use for this. But if you and I wanted to discuss some of the best tools that we use for social media content creation, then we could do a live stream together and we can now start to showcase some of the products and things like that, which, again, is in direct competition to Amazon Live. And will that work the same way that it does on Instagram, where you can draw from both audiences then when you do that? I'm not exactly sure the implementation of this. This is something I absolutely want to experiment with because my other concern is copyright issues. Uh, YouTube's very strict on that. They're introducing all this shareable content forms, but they are not really applying when it comes to copyright protection. So if we have the same exact info that you're streaming to your channel, I'm streaming to mine. Like, is it going to say like this is duplicate content and things like that? So I'm not sure how they're going to implement that, but it's going to be key in making sure I think the success of it. So we're not having hangups while we're doing a stream and the thereafter. The other thing that I saw, tell me about this feature where you can do live redirects, where they'll let you 
redirect your stream to somebody else's stream? Is that how that works? And I think they're kind of doing some updates around this. The last that I was familiar with on this is that if we're doing this stream, for example, and either you're going from this show to maybe a Q&A show afterwards, when this show is over, you can now link and redirect to go to that show. I believe they did the update so that you can go to other people's channels as well. So you can say, hey, at the end of this show, Diana's going to do one on, again, social media tools, who knows? And it's like, OK, we're going to link to that over there so people can kind of automatically be redirected. And I think that's all about just honestly attention and keeping people on the platform since time on platform is an important metric that they care about. Yeah, we're talking to Diana Gladney, YouTube expert, all about the YouTube changes this week on the social media marketing talk show. And when I saw that live redirect thing, the first thing I thought about were companies and marketers that use influencer campaigns. Because if we think about traditional television and you take a major event like the Super Bowl or the Oscars, it's like you take the Super Bowl, all the channels, in a sense, have a pregame show for the mm -hmm. Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. And then people watch whatever they want or wherever their favorite celebrity or interviewer is. And then everybody switches to whoever's carrying the Super Bowl. And I thought brands could really do some amazing things with this if they had all these influencers all building up to it. And then at 6 p.m. or whatever, everybody cuts to the makeup brand's channel or the car company's channel or whatever it might be. And so you get to use all of these different audiences from these influencers and bring them into one place for this massive major event. 100%. And I don't think um, marketers need to like say, turn off a switch in their mind say, because I'm not a quote unquote influencer, we have a company, we have a brand. Same rules apply because if you're looking at Amazon, if you're looking at in my industry, you're looking at camera brands and companies in the sort from software and the like, if they're launching a new product, if they're doing a major software update, they're looking to go to their users that are getting the most bang for the buck and using it and loving it to make them more or less an ambassador of that product. So if they say, and they bring you on to say, show us how you're using X, Y, and Z, that live redirect can be very helpful to the brand, but you also as the person that they're referring to. And I can honestly see this happening across all kinds of industries. So it's not just like, oh, I'm a beauty person and this makeup new lipstick just launched and then they're going to my channel. Think outside the box. This includes software companies, hardware companies. It doesn't matter. It literally would work for any niche. I love that. All right. This next feature is great. YouTube is finally giving some frequency settings for YouTube ads so that we can find out before our ads have completely burned out, right? Mm -hmm. So that switching now from, it used to be where you had to wait, I think it's like a month. You're looking at the whole ad thing from the month's perspective, which you're, again, you're having to wait week by week, day by day. And all you're saying is how much money more or less that you're spending, hoping that that becomes an investment. They talked about how they did this with a particular brand and company so they can now look at this on a weekly basis. So this frequency change lets you know, like, do we need to make adjustments? Do we need to keep doing what we're doing and just double down on that? And I think, again, just as a stress reliever, it makes you know that your ad dollars that you're spending are going to a good use. And when everybody's fighting for attention right now, especially when it comes to video content, ad spaces and the like, you want your ads to work. And if you're getting good success with YouTube, they want you to stay there. So I think this is just like something to redirect from all these other ad opportunities to say, just stay with us. We'll help you not be as stressed out when you're going through, you know, placing ads to, you can adjust the frequency now so it can be a better experience for you. Well, and such a great tool. I mean, even with multi-million dollar focus groups on traditional TV, it would take mm. 
at least days, if not weeks, before you knew, oh, people are tired of seeing this ad. You know, you might hear it from people you know, but other than that, it would take a, a really long time. Yeah. So YouTube Clips is now finally rolling out to everyone. Talk about what YouTube Clips are and how you can see those being used for marketers. YouTube Clips is like, and again, this kind of gets a bit confusing because people think, well, isn't that like shorts? And it's like, not quite. This is on your 16 by 9. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shorts, clips. They're both short. No, it's like shorts is vertical. Clips is horizontal. That's the easiest way to kind of check those off mentally. So with clips, we could say that one bit about the ad segment that we just mentioned if you click on the clips icon, it should be like a scissors tool or what have you underneath in the icons underneath the video. And you can just literally take a segment. And now maybe let's say you're sending this to your team. You'll get a unique link that you will have and you can title it however you want to like watch this or this is what I was talking about, whatever the case is. And you can now send and share that. Now, this has worked out two different ways because it's coming from the gaming side of YouTube. They'll always like test it in the gaming market and then bring it out to everybody. So this is helpful for, again, brand and company updates to say and see what are specific parts that you want people to watch and maybe only that part. It also is helpful when it's like, here's the mess up that I was saying, or here's the segment of the show. I think we need to change and refine or here's where drop time decreased the most and just show that specific segment and it's 60 seconds or less. And a great way just obviously for YouTube to get people back to the platform. But I think it's also a great way for those of us with YouTube channels to drive more traffic in less time. Social media, I always say, is it's kind of like studying for a college final. You could spend every waking moment studying and you still might fail, right? You just don't know. There's so much that we can do. Yep. I like it as an opportunity to be able to quickly share a clip, like you said, you know, and hey, check this out. <laughs> there are you know, different titles like that. Yeah, 100%. I think when it comes to like companies and brands, like the way that we get a lot of value out of this is questions and answers, especially via email. It's like, how many times are we re-answering the same question? Mm. And yes, there may be a dedicated whole video on it, but if there's a specific segment that talks about what that person is asking, it's different of sending them a 60-second clip versus sending them the 15-minute video because they like, I don't have 15 minutes. I just need whatever. So give them that 60-second clip like this specific clip that I'm linking you to will show you exactly how you do X, Y, and Z. And so especially for those of you that have brands that are service-based centered and you're trying to get people to understand various concepts, I think using clips is a great way just to like get people to see what you're talking about without having to command a bunch of time, like watch a six, seven or a 14 minute video. And then they can decide if they want to watch more or not, which is fantastic. Exactly. Well, there's definitely a lot of cool updates coming to YouTube. Take us through some of these last few quick updates that we have that uh, YouTube has been talking about. I think one of the most important ones is going to be the graphs now that you're seeing on this red play bar. When you're on desktop and you go to watch a video, you'll see like this kind of like translucent or almost see-through type of graph. And it'll give you like the most popular with kind of like an asterisk or look like stars next to it. And there's a bunch of other things. This is not anything that creators are adding. This is something that YouTube is adding. So you can see what are some of the most popular areas and segments of a video. And there's two schools of thought that I have around this, that this is great when you're getting into market research in your niche and you're watching videos because you can see X amount of comments and views on a channel. But you don't really know if that was only, honestly, the first 90 to 120 seconds of a video versus that whole thing that was produced. So you can now see exactly where people are most interested in. 
and use this to your benefit to maybe say like, what's going on here? What are some pieces of content that I can speak to? The other school of thought around this is as the creator, it kind of sucks a little bit because everybody's <laughs> just going to go to the most popular part. And you're like, hey, I spent some time on that intro to give you some good stuff. And y'all going to the two minutes in. <laughs> so I'm so glad you said that because that was my immediate thought as a marketer and as a creator. You know, it's like I'm a big fan of storytelling and setting up and, you know, adding peaks and valleys and trying to cause emotion. And and if they're just going to go and watch something falling off the bridge, to use your example from earlier, it's like, well, or they skip the important part that sets up the part that they jump to and then they don't get it. And then it's mm -hmm. like, well, this video wasn't any good or, you know, whatever it might be. But I totally get YouTube wanting to get people's attention there as fast as possible, especially as eyeballs are going to the TikToks and the reels and the shorts of the mm -hmm. world. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. What else? There's a couple things on here about uh, image polls rolled out for Android users on the community tab. And this is important because they've been kind of tic-tacking back and forth between what you can do on an Android device and what you can do on a iPhone device or iDevice when it comes to like these updates on the community tab. And the fact that they lowered the threshold so that I think if you have about 500 subscribers now, you can get access to this community tab. And the image pose is to say, do you want, like, for example, if you're doing a book release, you can say, do you like this cover or that one? If you're doing a thumbnail, you can say, do you like this one or that one long before you publish the video, just to see which way is your audience leaning. So the fact that you can do that now on Android is something that's more interesting, I find. But if you're an iPhone user like me, then you kind of like, well, crap, well, when are we going to get it? So I think that'll be fun. Google's the only one that releases stuff to Android people first. I'm an iPhone person too. And that's just, you know, it's their thing, obviously. So, all right. And what are these last three quick headlines that we had about YouTube this week? The fact that the mentions are now available to everyone. So basically, if you do the at symbol to your name or another channel's name, you mm -hmm. used to have to have a thousand subscribers or more. They've now removed that and just completely said everybody can tag everybody <laughs> for the most part. So, for example, if I'm being featured in today's show and we're doing this, you can link those respective channels as a hyperlink by just simply hitting the ad symbol or typing it. And then it'll kind of give you that person's name or channel as you're going through it. And I think that's the most relevant one for here. And it's like you can opt out of place mentions to say, like, oh, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. Well, yeah. sometimes you don't want everybody to know, like you're in town or you're out of town just for safety reasons sometimes. So you can opt out of that now if you want to, which is again, something we've seen on TikTok and other platforms as well to say, hey, I'm in San Diego. And it's like, okay, I didn't want everybody to know I was out of town. So you can opt out of that now. Nice. Very nice. All right. Well, thank you so much for all of this. This has been really cool to see. I do want to remind everybody, if you are curious about the future of the internet, definitely check out the Crypto Business Conference. You can go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC, which is short for Crypto Business Conference, socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC 2022 to learn about it and get your all access ticket to the Crypto Business Conference. Diana, where can we discover more about you if people want to follow up and uh, see what you're doing and all the fun stuff that you do? For sure. And you can find me, of course, on YouTube, which is youtube.com forward slash Diana Gladney. And then everything else is at dianagladney.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. And thank you to everyone for listening and watching and being part of this edition of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. We will see you next week. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter, 
We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.